I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. In this episode, we are joined by Andy DeSantis, a private practice dietitian who specializes in one-on-one consultations with clients with a variety of nutrition-related goals from weight management to addressing digestive health issues. Additionally, he's an avid writer and blogger who's been featured on a variety of print and online platforms. Be sure to listen to the podcast to hear about Andy's experience with writing, how you can work with him, and to hear about his preference when it comes to sweet treats. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello, Andy, and welcome to the Upbeat Dietitians pod. We're so excited to have you. Looking forward Um, to chatting. Yes. Uh, Quickly, to just get us started and get right into things, why don't you tell us a bit about day in the life, what you do for work, your past education, and then kind of we can end up with fun hobbies you like to participate in. Yeah, cool. Um, well, yeah, so day in the life. Um, yeah, I, I kind of mix, I, I think, you know, working with people one on one, you know, in my in my private practice with communicating people more broad, with people more broadly. So via social media, my writing, whether it's my own website, whether it's like books or, or, or other like paid opportunities that I have for newspapers and stuff. So like I mix and match one on one with like broader communication. And yeah, and that kind of all started back, uh, you know, I got a master's degree in public health and nutrition back in the day, actually not that, I mean, not that long ago, 2014. <laughs> and um, then I, I worked for Diabetes Canada and that, and I just kind of did my own thing after that and kind of, you know, here we are. And uh, yeah, my main passions besides nutrition probably has to be soccer. It's like my number one thing. Yeah. Perfect. So very fun. awesome also a fellow soccer player here but i have not yeah. played since like I did in a mural <laughs> no. college but besides that it's the skills never leave it's all good that's true it's like riding a bike well today we really want to talk to andy all about blogging and writing because that's something andy has really excelled at so to get us started andy tell us about sort of your experience with blogging and writing and how you sort of got started doing that yeah, I mean, so when I started out all those years ago, I mean, it was it was a bit different than it is now. Okay, these days, you know, when you're when you're kind of trying to do your own thing on Instagram, there's way more examples. There's like, you know, it's kind of let's just say it's a more clear cut what you might do if you want to like pursue doing your own thing on social or having your own business. When I started, you know, five, six years ago, I mean, maybe there were people there, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but but in my mind, I kind of just I kind of thought, you know, I'm going to you know, write my way into opportunities. That was kind of my strategy because I always love writing. And I kind of always envisioned myself writing books and, and kind of being known for my writing. And so, you know, I, I just made myself a free website and I started writing blogs. And then I, I you know, I used Instagram, even though I, I use it differently in a sense now to this in the same way, I use it to kind of educate and promote my writing. And it's always, it's almost always connected to, to writing, even if it's just some random joke or whatever. It's almost always connected to writing. And so it's always been like that for me. And uh, yeah, and, you know, it kind of worked out, you know, the writing did create a lot of opportunities for me. And so, yeah, that's kind of uh, how it kind of got started. Cool. Yeah, we've been following your writing entire journey for a couple of years now. And it's been really cool to see how much 
you've what like kind of different content you put out and then like we were very new to kind of anything nutrition related especially with writing because I don't think I see a lot of dietitian writers honestly on social media so it's really cool to see you that you're to know that you you're very passionate about that and you're able to use your nutrition background and educate in that way yeah 100 percent. yeah I mean it's just hopefully I'll be an example you know hopefully I'm a decent example for people who, who are into writing not everyone is and that's fair enough and obviously there's like so many other avenues like podcasting which is super cool and um yeah no and like 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 I we, I said before it started like I, I knew both of you guys for a while and it's funny that eventually at some point I figured out you guys knew each other um but <laughs> it, you know and so I said no here we are so you know it's a fun it's a fun little journey all the social media stuff it's so funny well yeah I feel like the dietitian blogging community community is definitely growing and I feel like you're like the OG RD <laughs> bloggers so that's pretty cool nice pretty I'll cool I'll take that I'll take that for sure yeah so kind of leading into our next question, we've covered a bit of this already, but why do you think blogging is so important and how can it help dietitians and dietetic students if they were interested in it? Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think there's a few things. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, it's a very good professional development tool, right? So even independent of anything else, you know, when you, when you research and you write about things, you, you know, you, you get a better level of mastery over the content, right? And so then the people, the more people that you encounter, the more opportunities you have to like, you know, flex your knowledge and show it off, right? And the more you write, the more diverse your knowledge array is, the more impressive you're going to become as a health professional. So independent of anything else, that's really valuable. But of course, there's much more than that, right? Because, you know, when you have a website and you write, well, there's SEO, you know what I mean? You could, you could catch an article of yours could catch on the front page and get like crazy views. And that's happened to me, you know, a bunch of times, you know, that's one thing, of course, it generates opportunities for you because there's lots of companies who, you know, want to pay you to write, whether that's books or paid posts and stuff like that. So it adds so much variety to your routine, depending on kind of how you like to operate. For me, I, I really enjoy variety, right? So I like the fact that I can do, I can make money different ways and blah, blah, blah. Like I can write one day, I can talk to people all day one day, or I could write all day another day. And it's equally functional for for how I kind of run things right so so those are some of the things and finally you know as you guys can appreciate the social game is increasingly important these days right and, and the thing is I think that made some people don't appreciate is like if you write an article like one article could be 10 to 15 Instagram posts you know what I mean you know when you dive into a topic in deep detail you can really use that and then translate that to a lot of Instagram content. So it's deeply connected. It's not one or the other, right? It's not like you write or you do Instagram, you know, or you write or you do a podcast or, or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Um, and heck, if you do a lot of writing, well, you're going to have more things to talk about if someone brings you on as a guest on a podcast. You're going to have more areas of expertise. Um, you know what I mean? So there's all sorts of, all sorts of fun benefits. And those are just like a scratch on the surface. You know, obviously like you get to write, write books, which is, you know, what I did. I didn't get to write books for any other reason besides I kind of committed to writing and people found me and, and, and kind of offered me these opportunities because I put a lot of effort into it. So, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like people sometimes view like social media as a whole and like blogging included in that as like a very surface level thing. Like, oh, you just like post stuff and you just write stuff. But like, if you use it to like actually build a business and like you have a strategy, there's a lot that goes into it. Like you just said, like trying to figure out how to turn that blog into 15 Instagram posts and like, how can you connect right. all those things? So you're not just spending hours and hours and hours completing just all sorts of different types of content. So I think that's a really good point that you made that it can just be used for a lot of things and social media really is and blogging along with that is like 
a business in itself. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. You have to, you have to want it, right? You have to, you know, it, it depends. It all depends what you want to get out of what you're doing. And, and there's, there's lots of different things that, that could be the answer to that question. If it's purely financial motivated, if it's, you know, if it's for professional development, you know, it, you know, it's not for everyone, but for the right person, it, it's a really, really good compliment. And uh, certainly people who, who enjoy writing, you can open a lot of doors for yourself. If you're already good at it, you'd be ashamed not to, because that's the hardest part. It's the barrier to entry is to like write effectively and efficiently and not like, you know, be able to get the most out of it for, you know, the least amount of time in a sense, because we're all time is limited for everyone, obviously. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, all that being said, um, we know you have Killigraphy, your program. Mm -hmm. So kind of along with that, how can dietitians and dietetic students get started with blogging and writing? We do know that it can be a really important tool for career development and for your own personal business, whatever it might be for that individual. Yeah. Well, I mean, for any, for any, well, I guess there's, that's two, kind of two questions, right? So let's say the first, let's, let's divide it. Like the first one is for any given person who wants to start writing. Well, you know, you know, you need, you need a website, let's just say, which is these days is very easy to, to make, right? You can, you can make a free website. That's really, really good. I mean, I made a crappy free one all those years ago. Now I have a good one that like a decent one anyway, at the very least that someone else made. But like, I mean, back in the day, I made a horrendous one. These days, a lot of like people who work with me, like on their writing, they just make free ones and they're perfectly fine. You know, they, they generate a good ton of business with just like a kind of free website they made for themselves. So that's, you know, that's number one. And, you know, number two is like, you gotta, I always you gotta write your first article before you write your 10th article, right? You know, sometimes what happens with writing is people don't, you know, the first few pieces of content go under the radar, but then you cross that and that tipping point, let's say, and then all of a sudden people are interested in all your other ones. And that's kind of what happened with me. So, you know, if you have a subject area that's really important to you that you're going to, you intend to be an expert on and to teach people on anyway, well, it's just natural that you would, you know, explore it via writing. And, and that's exactly, you know, and, and to your question about calligraphy, that, you know, all these things I've mentioned so far, you know, figuring out what to write about, how to write effectively, how to turn writing into social media content. That's what I basically coach people on, you know? So it's not like you're going to bang at everything else, just write all the time and be like a hermit, but like how are you going to use your writing in the most effective way and how are you going to write the most, in the most effective fashion so that you can like actually keep it up as a sustainable activity. Um, and writing is also like really rewarding um, independent, like not just professionally, but it's just like a relaxing activity, right? Like, and, and the sense of accomplishment after completing a piece of writing is pretty, pretty cool as well. So Yes. In my, oh. in my opinion. So good. Well, why don't you use this time to like kind of talk about where our listeners can find you, maybe plug calligraphy and whatever else you want to talk about. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I mean, first of all, um, you know, so obviously on Instagram, that's, you know, Andy the RD. I do have a calligraphy um, Instagram page at calligraphy 101. And like that right now, that page is neither here nor there. I'm using it to show off my clients writing. Cause like a big part of, you know, actually this is actually a great conversation, but because even for, and I'll be interested to ask you guys as well, but let me ask you guys a question. So you guys make these podcasts, right? Cause I'm not as familiar with podcasting. So you make these podcasts and, you know, obviously you need guests, you need topics to talk about, but then, and just like writing, you know what I mean? You know, these things are, are similar, but then the promotion is very interesting. Right. So like, you know, what steps, let me ask you this and I'll answer it from my end. Like, what steps do you guys take once, once you have a, a blog, a, a podcast out to promote it? Like, what have you, and I'm sure this is an ongoing process. You're probably learning what the best practices, but yeah. Why don't you guys tell me the answer to that? Yes. Well, it definitely is ever changing or little baby podcasters trying to figure out how to navigate all this. But, um, I do think that social media has been our best tool so far. Um, 
I think it'd be really great for us. I guess, Emily, while we're talking about this, we should have a blog in the future about like our podcasts that are transcripted and eventually like send that out. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a newsletter that we use to promote, you know, what's coming up, what just came out last month. Um, But I definitely would say that social media is the biggest thing where we kind of just post about what's coming up and also what has already been released. And like what you were saying earlier, back to that, like 15 posts per podcast thing or per blog, it definitely applies to this too, where we have like anywhere from 30 minute to hour and a half long episodes that we can yank like tons of content from, which is awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'd say it's probably the biggest thing. Emily, anything to add to that? I think one of the biggest things I've seen with podcast promotion is just incorporating like snippets of it. Hannah and I talk about this all the time, but um, with how social media has been changing, especially recently, we've noted that when we actually include examples of the different episodes, people really are become more interested and invested once they see that rather than us just posting Um, Either we have to make a really good podcast episode title or we have a really good snippet. It's just trying to grab attention very quickly. And I think videos is one of the best ways to go for podcasts, especially. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I I, I didn't ask you. Yeah, I asked just for my curiosity. So it's funny because titles, obviously, in writing are very important, right? Not only for you know, SEO to have a chance to rank on, on Google, but also for people to be interested because you can write the same piece of content and, you know, and, and how it's framed, if the title is more compelling, it can totally change the yeah. whole outlook as to whether or not people are interested in it or, or really understand what it's about. And, you know, even, even just asking that question, that, gave, that even gave me an idea, you know, because, and you guys can tell me if this happens to you, but sometimes with my writing, sometimes I, I rarely go back and read my, my old articles, but sometimes I'll read stuff I wrote and I'm like, oh, damn, you know, this is like, this is, this is good. This is well-written. This is good stuff. This is, you did, you did good. And then, and then, you know, and then in, in the way, and sometimes you come, and you guys may find some of your old episodes, like maybe, you know, some are like, oh, wow, this is, this really came off, you know, really the way we want. It was really sweet. But, but even to, to what you said, like I could easily as well take quotes from my own articles. Cause sometimes I assemble some nice sentences. I'm like, all right, this is, damn, that's nice. I could use that as a post. I could use that as a post as well. So that's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's a fun idea. And now on, and on my end, even for, for calligraphy, and one of the things I've learned as well, because I've had a really, um, a really good intern helping with calligraphy and writing stuff is Facebook can be really, really effective for promoting writing. Um, and one of the big things I do for my clients, because at the end of the day, like for, for writing clients specifically, you know, yeah, you want to learn how to write. Yeah, you want professional development. But yeah, we also want that outcome like that, you know, that fight that like financial reward or that those are business prospects, right? And so one of the biggest things I've learned over the last year is how effective Facebook can be for, for sharing written content. You know, I, I, you know, some posts that I've written, which have got some, tra- like some decent traction, whether via Google, whether via newsletter, whether via Instagram, all the things that you guys mentioned, um, they explode on Facebook. So Facebook is very, you know, so if you had a podcast on, I don't know, let's just say for the sake of argument on collagen, right. You know, or, or I don't know, on endometriosis, which is more specific. You know, if you share that episode on an endometriosis support group, that's a very smart strategy. And a lot of, and so this is something I've learned and this is something I now do for my calligraphy clients. And so, and so just to, to give more detail, like one of my clients who is a um, IBD dietitian from Texas, you probably, maybe it was actually, I promoted her a couple different times on my page because we've actually done a lot of writing together. You know, I act because IBD is one of those conditions where like it has like severe quality of life, significant quality of life implications. People are like really clamoring for information on it. So I shared her work and I mean, it got, it got really good traction, really good feedback. 
you know, even in the testimonial she wrote for me, she was citing how, you know, how people reached out, doctors reached out to her about her posts and stuff like that. So just an example, uh, it's just an example of, you know, that writing can be, you know, compelling and not just for the sake of it, for, but also from the business perspective. And um, yeah, so I, I mean, I just want to just kind of rambling a little bit about calligraphy and writing stuff, but, but yeah, hopefully some interesting food for thought for you guys and as well for anyone listening who, you know, maybe isn't utilizing that me- method of marketing, free marketing, which I honestly didn't right. utilize until recently. I don't, we didn't even think of that. Like there are like, literally support <laughs> groups for yeah. different things going on. Yeah. And we've been like, if you have trouble finding your like target audience or the right people that you want to find your content mm-hmm. when there are like groups for that. <laughs> yeah. Like for example, like, yeah. Yeah, for this podcast, let's just say this is about writing, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you might, you might go to some dietitian groups on Facebook and, and like, why should dietitians write? We talked to Andy about this. Cool. Like that would be smart. If you talk to, I don't know, like a PCOS dietitian, it'd be really smart to share that link in PCOS groups. Right. And so like, Absolutely. this could be like, I mean, I don't know whether you guys are doing or not or now, and I don't know the, all, you know, the nature of your episodes going forward, but this would be very smart for you guys to do. Right. And that's something I do for my, we're getting some free advice. I you. love yeah. the strategy <laughs> sessions we're having yeah. right now. <laughs> Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff I, I, I would tell to my, my career clients, even if we're just talking, even if we're not working together yet, like I'll just put them up on that and say, listen, like, you know, I really go, I, I cause I work with a number of people and I really push them to work hard because like my, my main thing is just, to, is just to show them that writing can be impactful and that it yeah, really can yeah. be a, a big benefit and people will, can read your work. They will read your work and you will. And Facebook's a great way because, you know, if you're in a, if you're sharing a support group on Facebook, it's a very intense niche community on Instagram. Like it gets lost because if you don't have the flash, you know what I mean? You know, it's totally different. You know, it, it's like, you can make a joke or a meme that's then about a very serious post. And because the meme was funny, then people are interested in the post. And it's not always about, you know, the pure, the purity aspect of just nutrition knowledge and stuff, Like you have to have a flash involved or like the reels or whatever, but in the Facebook setting, um, in, in a support group setting or specific group setting, it's really conducive to sharing information with people who really need it. So, yeah. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Don't get us yeah. started on Instagram. We're all <laughs> right. Instagram's dead to us, but we took, for those reasons you just explained, yeah. like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. crazy. No, and I understand. I'm, I mean, I've been on Instagram for a long time and, and yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Like I, it's, 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 it's what it is, right. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough out there. It's tough to compete. Um, and, and certainly some of the things you have to do to compete these days, are, it's like questionable. So that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I love the point you made about like how the writing can be powerful and you obviously want it to be too. So like you write these really great articles and you want them to get seen. So it's so good to have someone like you who's telling people you're working with exactly what steps to take. So those actually are getting read because that's of course the end goal that you want. So that's such good advice. I love that. Yeah. Especially when you're starting out, you know, I had a call today with a, a new calligraphy client and like when you're starting out, especially it really is a good way to, to, to demonstrate your commitment and your expertise. You know what I mean? Um, because writing does take a little bit of extra effort, but it will make you much more impressive as a speaker as well. Because when you write something, you, you master that knowledge, you can speak on it better. That's something that's what people don't realize. And also Ashley, who was kind enough to like, write, She also literally said exactly that as well. And this is not something, not, I, something I was aware of, but when, when someone else you work with actually puts it out there, you realize, oh yeah. So when you write about something, you're going to be able to speak about that topic at a higher level. It doesn't just sit there and exist, whatever. Like it's going to make you better every day as a result. So it's not as if writing about something is the only way to acquire that knowledge, but it is really effective. You know, like reading is great, but reading, processing and writing, that's a whole other level. 
right? And then that content's yeah. always there for you to go back on. So you're not pulling up a Google article on a subtopic. You actually have that. You can tell, you can, with a client, you could pull up your article with a client. Like, oh, I've read on this before. Let's go through it together. And that's a very powerful thing to do. That makes, you know, that's very impressive to the people you work with. And uh, yeah, so. So true. That's, and like, yeah. sorry, I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say kind of, I definitely feel like that resonated with us where like, um, I know like writing is much more, I feel like almost eloquent where you're really intentional about all of the like sentences you're forming and stuff like that. But I've right. also found that with like the podcast, I guess, kind of similarly, when we've really had to delve into different topics, like I feel much more confident. So it's almost like the part of like the education of like, we know a lot of these things, but once you go further to like, try to translate it into a format for either like the general public to understand or a certain group, it really does extend upon that further knowledge and you'll feel even more confident. It is really valuable. And plus, like, like you said, like articles don't disappear, which is really cool. Like they're always going to be there. Yeah. And more than that, if you're, if you're, if you put the right tools in place, like if you work with someone like myself or somebody or someone else in that realm, like it's more than that, they could rank highly on Google. And then that leads you to crazy opportunities. Like, you know, just, again, just so people understand, like, you know, I, I wrote an article for, for Ferramax, which is like an iron supplement. And so, yeah, that's an example of an opportunity I got from writing, but in the end, I actually got like that article caught really, it caught high on Google. Then it was getting 50,000 visits a month, which is like pretty crazy. Oh you know what I mean? For a blog yeah. post when, when presumably people don't read blog posts or they don't read things. Right. And, um, and so that just generated massive, massive traffic to my website. And, and, you know, you know, so when you write content, you can, you, if you're smart about articles, you can say, listen, this, this is this a problem that you have, like you want to learn more, like we can work together. Right. So, you know, it, it can yeah. be an integral part of, um, of the process. Um, and also another cool thing about writing, you know, I guess we'll, we'll let people know is, you know, let's just say there's audio and video, which obviously is very good. You know, obviously podcasts are awesome. I love listening to podcasts as well. But one cool thing about writing that's advantageous is if you structure it properly, like if someone goes to, let's say you have a, a podcast or a, a blog post on, on, let's say PCOS as an example, just use that. You know, if you structure an article properly, an individual can go to the, in, the tidbit of information they want, take it right away and leave. Whereas like if it's audio or video, like, yeah, you can, you can earmark things, but you still have to like let the person like, suit the words out at their own little slow pace you know what i mean you can't just take the information right away and so like mm-hmm. i think writing definitely has that advantage now obviously like yeah instagram infographics and stuff do too but like that's a bare minimum elaboration and discussion of, of, of actual science right it's literally just so there's some limitations there but that's why instagram and writing are cool because instagram or can capture the highlights of the writing and the writing you can capture that same ability to get information quick so yeah just some just some things to think about for anyone out there who might be thinking about uh, writing and, you know, the advantages of it and just to know that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Such a good point. You can't control F a podcast like you can on the <laughs> website and just like find what right. you're looking for. <laughs> that is a yeah. very good perk. Yeah. And because obviously advantages the podcast too, like I could be of course. like working out and listening to it and like, that's awesome. Right. Like that's yeah. super cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. And there's pros and cons obviously. Everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, Andy, I apologize. I, did not send you the bonus question ahead of time. So I'm really throwing this on you. Yep. Um, but All good. we, I think it's a good time for our bonus question. So we always do this at the end. We kind of have a little debate or a conversation about what we think, but our bonus question today that I failed to tell you ahead of time. And so you have to just think right now <laughs> is what is the best starburst flavor? 
Um, on, like of all candies and stuff, like Starburst, I was never really fond. Like I feel like I've obviously yeah. had Star. I've oh, obviously no. had Starburst. But like okay, you gotta ask me about like a different a different candy or something because like okay. I, I, you know I've had all sorts of different candy and chocolate and ice cream and stuff and cake, but like Starburst, I wouldn't be able to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, I've had Starburst, but like, it's been so long. And it's just not like it. It was never up there for me. Okay, like, what are you, what's one of your top favorite candies then that has like multiple flavors? That has multiple flavors. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you like I mean, like fruity things like that very much in yeah, general, or are you more of like a chocolate? Um, good question. I, I I like both. I mean, I mean, I had a lot of candy and chocolate, especially when I was in when I, when I was in high school. So I don't know, like Swedish berries, fuzzy peaches, cherry blasters. Had all of those. Those were good chocolate mars bar twix you know um three musketeers i don't know it's tough right like i, I mean i like all that stuff i mean I, I had some brownies and coffee flavored ice cream last night for canadian thanksgiving that was delicious but yeah i mean starburst flavor i mean if you ask me what's your favorite flavor of wine gum i don't know like anything but the licorice one i guess like i don't know you know so you sound like me in literally every episode that we have I like can never like exactly pinpoint my favorite anything because I just like everything but I like gummy candy don't get like I really do like gummy candies those are great um it's tough though yeah, it's a tough question mint chocolate is really good as well oh I love mint chocolate you know? yeah um that's, that's okay let's sweet. how about then <laughs> Let's do like a gummy candy. Like, is there like sweet? Do you like like sweet? What are your fish? favorites? What are your guys' favorites? Let's start with that. Starburst <laughs> or gummy candy? Um, gummy candy because I can start. I'm like I'm a star. Moving on from that. Okay, moving on from that. Is whatever, whatever for me. <laughs> yeah. I do love a gummy peach. I think those are my favorites. The little peach rings. Okay, like the sour ones. I don't, I don't love sour. I actually okay. don't love sour ones or sour okay. anything. I'm more of a sweet. You guys might have different stuff too in the States because I know you guys have more products for everything. So that's also part of it. Yeah. Um, I like sour gummy worms. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like gummy worms, the cola bottles. Those are good. It's like, yeah, to pick one is is impossible, right? Because I mean, first of all, they'll taste the same, essentially. (laughs) For the the most part. (laughs) They know, yeah. (laughs) I mean, no, gummy worms are pretty sweet though. Swedish berries for sure. I mean, yeah, for most of my teenage years, Swedish berries was the closest thing I was probably eating to berries. So, you know, I mean, those are, those are delicious. Um, Do we have those here, Emily? I've never heard of those before. Right. Are those like the black and red, like looking? They're just red. Like... They're just red. They literally look like raspberries. Um, they're by company, they have... like they're owned by maybe Cadbury or Mainers or something. You guys huh. might, yeah. Yeah, you should literally Google Swedish berries. Are you Googling it right now, Emily? I'm Googling this right now. Yeah. Swedish berries. We have yeah, Swedish those... fish, but I've never heard of Swedish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's the same. It's the same company. Those, those are probably tasty as well. I'm sure they are. Um, oh, I think I've I seen these. We have. They remind we... me of fruit snacks. <laughs> huh? Maybe they're. Oh yeah, Maynard. We're also probably like a slightly different generation, so it could be like that what was available. That's like... Like, it's like maybe it's like transition to slightly different candy. You know what I true. mean? True. Um, true. Cadbury, Cadbury mini eggs. Uh, oh those are good yes cream eggs so yes those are also exceptional um anything like reese's like peanut butter kind of thing i was never into reese's peanut butter cup myself what no (laughs) no i I like i do like peanut butter but no reese's peanut butter cups not so much um smarties are all right 
for sure. I can't get into the Smarties. That's hilarious. I was going to say, I was, if you said Smarties, I was be like, kind of yeah. candy. <laughs> right. Well, Smarties combines candy and chocolate, right? Mini eggs are better though. There's just something about the shell oh, yeah. and just like, are those you, you, yeah, you have those around. It's going to be a party. Yeah. You, can't, yeah. you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was a real, I was a real candy connoisseur. Like, I don't really talk about this kind of st- stuff on, on social media, but it's kind of fun. I was like a real candy connoisseur, especially when I was a teenager. Oh yeah. So you know, I love, I love all that stuff. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I had a brand new. I, I, I just, just like this. Sorry, if we're getting this is completely irrelevant at this point, but kind That's of. That's okay. <laughs> I had a brownie. I had a piece of like last time I was eating a piece of chocolate cake and a brownie, and like the brownie was so sweet the chocolate cake tasted like a neutral flavor by comparison oh my like it just tasted like it was just like neutral that was probably like what? wow this is very interesting yeah you ever you ever had that where you have like two different desserts and one's so sweet the other one literally doesn't even stimulate yeah um, i definitely know what you mean yeah i don't think i've ever had that experience until last night it was very interesting so yeah. you were having both cake and a brownie at the same time and what situation was that happening I, it was yeah it was like i guess it was for dessert <laughs> for like canadian thanksgiving oh, right, right. oh okay that's right uh, okay yeah i had my kale later in the evening though so don't worry about that but <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i wasn't worried about that definitely not judging yeah. but yeah that's funny well yeah there you go there's some I, i've never talked about my uh my love for candy and chocolate on a podcast before so there you go it's now the world knows not, not a secret, but it's just like you know it doesn't come up not they've been dying wants, to know no what andy yeah they've been dying to know what andy the rd's favorite yeah. candy is so yeah. yeah now i can just refer them here yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't I'm, 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 I gotta dig deep to think if there's anything else, but you know, <laughs> that's that's it. McCain chocolate cake is also very good. Like it's like that cheap chocolate cake. It's like it's Ooh. amazing. You know, I know what doesn't you mean. Have to be fan- doesn't have to be fancy. No, so, I feel like so. pizza and cake, like they're both almost always good, even if they're not like fancy. Yeah, that's true. Although I'll tell you, you know, whatever. I'll just tell you a funny story because like, <laughs> whatever. I mean, this point. I haven't. I I had a whole pizza when I was um, I, d- during my March break in high school. I was watching a soccer match. I got so ill that I couldn't bring myself to really have any meaningful amount of pizza since. So that would have been like whatever, fifteen years ago or something. So I haven't had like a significant. Like I mean, I've obviously had a little bit here and there, but I've had a significant amount of pizza since that day where I got really ill when I had a whole pizza. Oh my gosh! Understandable. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Another fun fact fact for you. That's really sad. I literally ordered pizza for tonight. Like it's waiting downstairs for me right now. (laughs) Well, what kind of pizza is your favorite? Is your guys' favorite? Oh gosh, that's a really hard question. Well, Emily lives near Chicago, so pizza is like a very big part of her life. Okay. Um, I'll really eat anything. Like we have Papa John's tonight. Like I'll eat any kind of pizza. Yeah, I don't think we have Papa John's in Canada. Did mm. Peyton Manning do, uh, you guys are from Indiana, Indiana right? Well, I am. Emily's okay. from Illinois. Illinois, okay. Didn't Peyton Manning do advertisements for Papa John's? I think so, I used yeah. to love Peyton Manning. Like, I used to like the Colts back in the, I, I don't know, it's also kind of uh, irrelevant, but there you go. Yeah, this is not, it's just not we're more than- We're learning so much. More than nutrition. <laughs> I was, I'm going to tell you guys something else, since we're just, we're also just, just ha- enjoying we're just this. shooting the shit now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I was excited for the fancy in Indianapolis because that sign that is yes. there. I'm like, I'm like, I'm to take a sign. I'm gonna cross my arms. Like, oh, the, the indie sign. sign. <laughs> yeah, I was like hyped up about that. But I know last. I was sad because it's only like two hours away from where I live. Right. I live like a little bit north, and I was like, oh, finally, I don't have to like drive for eight hours to go to the darn thing. But maybe yeah, in the next I, decade or, or so. Orlando, Orlando, I'm definitely gonna go to that one. So. I think we we're planning on it too. So I'll have to see you there. Yeah. yeah. 
Did you guys go to Washington, D.C.? I was at that one. I didn't go to D.C. I went to Philly. Yeah, we went okay. to Philly. Okay. I did not uh, go to Philly. I did not go to Philly. Yeah, 2019, right, Emily? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, 2020 was Indy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fancy was awesome. It was a good time. I'll definitely oh, Orlando. Yeah. Like I've never been to. I've always wanted to go to Disney World, so it's just like that's what we were oh, saying. Yeah, yeah. That's no, yeah. it's it, it's perfect. It's also very warm there. I mean, you are, are the weather where we live is probably very similar. So by October, you know, it dips, but Orlando is very warm. I already yeah. looked into mm-hmm. it. So you already yeah. looked into it. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. there you go. Yeah. So there you go. A little bit of writing. A little bit of fun. There you yeah. go. I mean, this is the joy. You can't, this is the joy of podcast. I guess you can't really pull this off vlogging. So That's there true. you go. <laughs> just like go well, off about candy. Yeah. It's like, oh, here, let me talk about the serious nutrition topic. You just trail off talking about nonsense. Yeah, talking about though. gummy yeah. berries. No. Yeah. That's funny. Well, Andy, oh, yeah. where can our listeners find you? What's the best place for them to go to? Yeah. Well, and I, well, I appreciate if people would follow me on Calligraphy 101, which is my Calligraphy Instagram page, because I'm trying to grow that. Um, and then, you know, Andy VRD at Instagram and AndyVRD.com, AndyVRD.com slash blog. Yeah. Those are the places to find me. And uh, yeah, if you, you know, if you liked what I had to say about writing and you might be interested to work with me, then reach out and we can talk. It's, I'm, I'm a good time to, to work with, as you can you didn't yes. figure that out yet oh yeah realize that but definitely after today but yeah otherwise yeah that's it thanks for having me of course yes Absolutely. we will link all of those in our description so if you guys Sweet. need them that's what they'll be awesome all right andy well thank you so so much for being on the pod we truly appreciate it we'll definitely have to have you back on for more food conversations it sounds like yep yeah that'll be fun <laughs> I'll just let me know i'll be glad to absolutely Alrighty, thank you everyone for tuning in today's episode. We hope you tune back in again next week. Other there than that, go. have a great rest of your day. Nice job, Emily. Alrighty. <laughs> okay, uh, bye guys. Alrighty, bye. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.